Welcome to TechTastic, the podcast that explores the cutting-edge world of technology and its impact on society. We live in an age of rapid technological advancements, where innovation is driving everything from the way we work to the way we communicate, travel, and even think. With each passing day, new breakthroughs and developments are revolutionizing the world around us, presenting exciting opportunities as well as complex challenges. In this podcast, we'll delve into the latest trends and topics in the tech industry, examining how emerging technologies are shaping the future of society. From artificial intelligence and robotics to the Internet of Things and quantum computing, we'll explore the big ideas and key players driving these transformations. Along the way, we'll hear from experts, thought leaders, and innovators in the field as we seek to understand the implications of these advancements for our lives, our communities, and our planet. Join us on this journey of discovery and exploration as we navigate the fascinating and ever-evolving world of technology. This is TechTastic. Hello, I'm your host, Christian Hammer. This is not my first podcast, or at least not my first attempt at recording this one. It's also not my first podcast. Some time ago, my friend and I, uh, Ben Peterson, did one called Success You. I think it was like around 2008. And uh, it got to be a fairly popular business podcast uh, just in time for us both to find that we were so busy with our careers that we didn't have time to, to come together and, and to continue to record. And uh, I've always felt terrible about that. So on multiple occasions, I've tried to bring back that podcast and uh, just found the same problem. It's very difficult to do a, a, a show with two hosts when you're both extremely busy. So instead, this one is a change. Uh, this is going to be hosted by me uh, solo. I, I plan to have guests on, but they will be done when and uh, if people are available, not trying to always coordinate two people's schedules that couldn't ever be coordinated. And uh, even though in the intro we just talked about a great many technologies, including AI, this show is really going to focus, at least for this first season, on AI. And why? Well, you know, all those other technologies are disruptive. They're game-changing in, in, in very real ways and really important in and of their own right. But there, in my career at least, there have been three major changes that were fundamental to culture, civilization, and, and business, not just uh, into the technology space. The uh, World Wide Web, now the internet existed since the 60s, but the World Wide Web didn't really come into being until 1992-ish, 94 is when most people think of it starting uh, with the introduction of the first web browser, which was Mosaic. And that had a profound impact on everything. Uh, some of the largest companies of the day uh, ceased to exist just a few years later because uh, the amount of innovation and change and disruption that was coming into their space, they just weren't able to keep up with. Uh, and it, it has had a profound impact on al almost all aspects of society. Uh, the second in my lifetime has been the, uh, the introduction of the iPhone in particular. Cell phones maybe a little bit more broadly, but the smartphone being introduced because it, it took that power of the, the computer that really was kind of fundamentally introduced with uh, the web, even though you know PCs and Macs existed long before that, and they themselves were very disruptive. Um, they predate me a little bit in their introduction to the world, but uh, it was the, the introduction of the smartphone that really brought that power with you everywhere you go and changed everything. And, it, and it's in that same line that I think that uh, the modern version of AI is uh, changing everything again. 
But I put this one above those. I actually think that this is fundamentally more uh, challenging to uh, society and business and everything that we've uh, dealt with before. I put this on the order of magnitude of like the Industrial Revolution and how that changed society. And so because of that, I, I've decided uh, since that first intro was recorded for a podcast that I did only four months ago, uh, I've decided to focus in on just AI. Now, maybe it's a little bit too narrow of a focus, but that's my call. <laughs> and uh, if you would like to be part of this conversation, I'm excited to have guests on. Now, the only requirement is that you're involved in the space in some fall. How you're, you're either involved in a startup in the space or a technology provider in space. Uh, maybe you're working on open source projects. Maybe you're a student researching it. I, I'm actually uh, not going to be terribly uh, resistant to, to whatever you you know, you'll bring to the table into the conversation, but I, I do want you to be uh, involved, not just, uh, you know, an armchair quarterback expressing your concerns. And there are real concerns. Uh, one of the reasons that I founded uh, Vala Ethical AI, AI is that uh, I, when these first diffusion models uh, like Dolly came into the world, I was going through a transition in my career. I was uh, in the middle of uh, transferring the former company into a, its parent organization and effectively shutting down our operations and figuring out what I wanted to do next. And I've been a lifelong artist. I've been painting since I was a little kid. Uh, and actually I have a degree that, uh, that goes to bear that out. But um, I, I decided to re-embrace that and to take a kind of a, a step away from my technology executive leadership um, world and focus on what brought joy to me. And I, I got offered a couple chances to do some art shows and uh, I did one and did had a great job selling it out and that was very exciting and all that. But uh, at the same time, like these generative models came in and I, personally, I, I, I took it pretty hard. It, it, uh, it was attacking the things that I thought of as wholly human and saying, no, 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 those things can be done by a machine. Uh, you know, in the form of visual artwork, in the form of content creation, like writing and music, that's been demonstrated as well. And uh, when, when the, the one thing that I've preached for some time that was wholly unassailable was that uh, creative soul uh, was all of a sudden being taken on by technology. It, I will say that I descended into a pit of despair. <laughs> Maybe that's a little bit too much, but I, I definitely had a negative uh, set of thoughts that went along with it. And it was in that mindset uh, that, uh, like with everything else that's come to pass, I, I, I said, okay, well, hold on. This is a technology. This is something within our grasp. Humans have created it, therefore we have control over it. And how can we direct it towards use that benefits us and not harms us? And if I take that view and I say, okay, from the, the perspective of a creative, of somebody that generates or tries to generate beauty and bring it into the world, uh, how, how might this technology empower us? And it was pretty obvious, honestly, uh, just like the, the camera meant that people that were creating uh, illustrations for you know print and you know, think of the newspaper no longer having a, a you know a, a sketch artist or an engraver doing all the work um, it allowed people without that deep technical knowledge because most creative pursuits are inspiration and technical knowledge kind of combined 
it allowed people to use a technology to take that inspiration and apply it in a creative form. And how was this any different? In fact, I think this opens the doors to everybody to creative expression. That doesn't mean that there aren't ethical concerns and consent issues with the way the models are created and how the technology is used. And it is going to displace a certain amount of um, roles for people that are already known as starving, starving artists. I mean, it, you're taking the commercial aspect away and saying that uh, you know, your ability to make a living off of it is diminished. So that's why I created Vala Ethical AI, uh, was to address those concerns and to build technology that was empowering and uh, creating value to the people that have developed those skills and, and uh, that have been making a living off it and to enable them to continue to do so in a way that was consensual and ethical. So that's why I created the company that I've started, but I'm not gonna spend the time on this podcast talking about that that's just how I decided to um, to attack the problem and to take the opportunity that was presented by these new technologies. What's interesting to me is like the pendulum swing that happens if, if you look at this whole world of um, you know disruption and technology and innovation from the lens of an investor. Uh, you can come up with your own thesis on what's going to happen next, and I always do. Um, I had a very strong one that bore out with the internet introduction of the uh, World Wide Web. I didn't necessarily have a profoundly strong one with the introduction of the, uh, you know, the smartphone. It turned out I was largely wrong on that. Um, but I have a thesis on what's going to happen here, and uh, one of those is the pendulum swing that goes between the capital-intensive uh, nature of uh, the next disruption. Uh, it goes from highs and it goes to lows. And what I mean by that is like, if you think of the industrial revolution, to be an active participant in that world changing event, you needed a massive amount of capital to build a factory and to get workers and to build that out. And the next major innovation was in the form of, you know, technology in the form of computers and all that. That was a massive disruption that came about. And that was possible with very small teams. You, you, when you think of like a Microsoft, you're thinking of Paul Allen and Bill Gates. You're not thinking of the myriad other people. Now, there were a lot of other people involved, but to get it going, it only really took those two and a few others. Um, uh, not to, sorry, not to diminish anybody else's impact on the formation of Microsoft. That's not my intent, but it was a small team comparatively. And then with the rise of the internet, a lot of the early companies, again, were very heavily involved in hardware, and that meant it was capital intensive. You had needed routers and servers and et cetera. And that pendulum swings back and forth. And I think the first iteration of these AI technologies was extremely capital intensive. Uh, if you look at, at OpenAI in particular, they're, they're not this model, the previous one, uh, they, I think they publicly stated they spent about $100 million developing. And with the newest one, I believe it was stated that it was considerably more than that. They didn't give an actual number. That's not approachable to most people that are trying to uh, found a new company unless they've got you know very wealthy families or friends that can write them fat checks. Um, so I wouldn't I wouldn't focus in on that. I, don't, I actually think that that disruption has happened. I think that the the technology players that have, are going to create the big models that a lot of things are based off of. Um, they're established. Doesn't mean there won't be new players, doesn't mean there won't be new models, doesn't mean that that's not a good place to spend time. I just don't think that that's the next big wave coming. 
the the next order up is and if you uh, I'll, I'll beat this poor metaphor to death but like during the gold rush in california and alaska and other places the best place to be wasn't the person panning the gold out in the field it was in the gold fields um it was to be selling the picks and shovels to those that were and notice that I didn't say that it was making picks and shovels, owning the factory that created them. And I'm sure that the factories made tons of money, but honestly, that's commoditized. The one pick was really no different than another. One shovel wasn't really different from another. Um, but getting those to the people that needed them in a high demand situation and the logistics necessary to do it was high value. Also didn't take as much capital to do. And I think that's what the phase that we're looking at with this next era of AI that's uh, about to hit the world is it's going to be taking those models and applying, you know, basic human factors, UX, um, some uh, some middleware technology, some piecing things together, uh, stitching together solutions for discrete spaces and for discrete needs. And I think it, it'll probably, uh, I, I'll, I'm willing to put that out there, that it's uh, likely the largest wealth creation opportunity in my lifetime, uh, if not in the last several hundred years. And it's gonna be possible with very small teams of very you know, smart, driven, focused people. And uh, yeah, I've started my own company in this space. I've got something that I'm challenging uh, the world with and I'm gonna bring it out. But I'm also interested in hearing about uh, your ideas and your thoughts and uh, helping you move it forward if, if you're so inclined. But uh, it's an interesting time and and uh on that metaphor like the whole chinese uh curse which i don't know if it's true it might just be an urban legend but the uh, may you live in interesting times and wow has uh, the last 30 years been interesting and i think it's just going to accelerate i think that uh one of the most profound impacts of these uh, ai technologies is the speed and rate of uh, sorry the the rate, the speed that the rate of change itself is changing. It's uh, accelerating almost exponentially. The news almost daily of uh, some amazing new thing that's been done is just, it's almost impossible to keep up with. So part of my commitment to you is to, first, I'm gonna do this daily. I, I'm, I'm committed to doing it. It's not that much of a time commitment for me. I'm gonna be here daily. And I'm going to uh, try to grab the day's news in this space and get it to a digestible form so that uh, you know you can listen to me in your drive to work or your bicycle ride to the mailbox or whatever it is in your day where you're listening to podcasts. Uh, I'm going to do my best to try to get all that into one place. Uh, another thing I'm gonna spend some time on because I'm heavily in the space myself is playing with some of the emerging tools and uh, maybe I'll, I'll put some videos together. That's a possibility. I'll definitely put demonstration projects out there um, as I do them myself to, to show you what you know what you can do and how quickly you can do it. It's just a, a small team over here. Uh, there are things that we are building all the time just to make our lives easier that uh, maybe that can uh, help you as well. And I'll, if it's uh, something that we you know, uh, can, I will be putting it out in the world and sharing with you as well. Uh, I do plan on things like having a Patreon account for this show just so that I can get uh, some assistance on it and uh, give some behind the scenes um, inside scoop kind of information on what's going on and and, uh, and make that available to the people that are really committed to the show too. So uh, I appreciate you listening. I hope that you'll 
subscribe to the podcast and follow along with the developments with me as I learn myself. Uh, like uh, one of the nice things about technologies like this bursting onto the scenes is, yeah, there are a few experts, the people that created it, uh, but the rest of us are learning as we go. And as a lifelong learner, um, it, it, it's uh, an advantage when things fundamentally change. But what it really means is there are no experts. We're all learning together. So um, come along on this journey of learning with me and uh, I hope to see you next time at the next Techtastic podcast. Thank you. <laughs>